Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. It's Tutel Nuanas broadcasting live from the uh, Universal Athletic in Bozeman, Montana. We are very happy to be here in the Montana Football Hall of Fame as well. Come on over, check out the Hall of Fame. It's very, very cool. Get yourself some up-top gear. It is, uh, well, it's everywhere, and it is the uh, state of Montana, and we appreciate uh, Luke and uh, obviously Cole Anderson as well for uh, uh, hooking us up with some of that stuff here and uh, getting the show off the ground from uh, Bozeman, Montana as we get ready for Cat Grizz tomorrow. We are broadcasting through the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. Saturday, December 7th is Kurt's 7th annual snow day. One day only, the biggest sale of the year. Get there Saturday, December 7th at Kurt's Polaris. If you missed anything in the show in the first hour, get it on the podcast, the Two-Tell Nuanas podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. It's there thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. You can, of course, also listen to the FCS Speculators podcast, which is out right now as well. With that, we uh, are happy to welcome in yet another guest, yet another veteran of this uh, big rivalry, a, a outstanding Montana State football player, and then as well with the San Francisco 49ers, J.P. Flynn joining us. J.P., welcome on in. Thanks for being here, coming down, bringing Charlie. Charlie, did I get that right? Chuck, Chuck's here joining us. Chuck the dog came on in. I don't know if that's a regulation, but I think Universal Athletic is going to let that slide today to bring it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, an, it's an emotional support animal, right? That's what mm-hmm. you got there? Yeah, she's uh no, she just stinks and smells. <laughs> but she she's a good companion. Well, uh, JP, obviously there's plenty to get to, but the thing that, uh, you know, is the, the overarching narrative of this show today is the game tomorrow, one that you played in several times. When you talk about Montana versus Montana State, we've had a couple of former Grizzlies on talking about this. When this comes from a Montana State perspective, though, and what it's like to play against Montana, especially when it's in Bozeman, where... What is the mindset in general? Where do you go uh, to uh, play in this game? Uh, to, to Minding, we are on live radio with <laughs> yeah. FCC regulations, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. This, I saw you uh, filtering through right off the bat there, yeah, so I want to be clear. This game involves some uh, a very, very dark mindset, mm. um, and there's no other way to explain it. I know that there's there's good people that play on both sides of the ball, and you know, most of the time when the game's over, you you're your buddies, you know, you're more than willing to go, you know, have a drink with each other, have a meal, whatever. But when uh, the clock strikes 15 and quarter one begins, it's a, it's a different mindset compared to any other game. They call it the Montana Super Bowl. They call it the Brawl of the Wild. Um, and even then, I would say it's even more, <laughs> it's even a higher mindset than that because this game is a special game, a special rivalry that means a lot to a lot of people across the state of Montana. You're a young guy. You've only been out of this thing for a couple of years from a playing perspective, mm-hmm. but now you get to come back 
And you mentioned some of the little boys that are in town. Mm-hmm. To me, my favorite part of the whole thing is just the reunion element of it, right? I mean, we're going to see guys that we've known for years and guys you haven't seen in a while, and it's almost like a designated vacation. What, what about what about that part do you like? I, I mean, I love it. You get to see guys that you haven't seen in a couple of years, you know, however long it may be, and you know, guys that you have created some of the best memories of your life with throughout college. Or even, for example, like Brock. Brock I was just texting Brock, and he said, hey, where's the uh, tailgate tomorrow? I said, oh, there's a... Uh, Waste, uh, waste management plan on 19th and Spring Hill for the Grizzlies. If you want to go there, um, I hear they're holding the tailgate party there. Uh, no, but I was like, and then I was like, yeah, I'll pick you up tomorrow. What time you want? <laughs> you know, I was like, because it's good, to, you know, to be able to see people from across the state that you don't get to see all the time. You know, it's interesting too, particularly with Brock, because you talked about the mindset that you're in and and what it is for 60 minutes or three hours on a Saturday afternoon and. Some of that goes away at the end of the game, but some of it doesn't. I mean, some of that is real, right? And so when you walk into an NFL locker room and you got this guy standing there, was there a... Was there a minute of, well, just, just let me just ease into this, like the hot water in a, in a sauna yeah. or something like that? It was funny because Brock and I had lockers next to each other. Right. Mm-hmm. In San it was just a funny, and then Kendrick Bourne Kendrick was on the Bourne other side right of there, it, right. so we were all right in a row. Yeah. Thanks, guy. And it was just, it was just kind of because each week that that came up, we had these, you know, we'd have bets, we'd have our, you know, we'd, you know, however it may have worked. And I remember just BSing with Brock and... It was my rookie year, whatever year he was in, and I had torn my other knee up right the day before, or I guess two days before we were going to come back. We were coming back together. We, you know, we were planning on watching the game together, the whole nines, and just talking copious amounts of crap to each other the entire week. <laughs> and uh, the Cats ended up winning that one in Bozeman, mm-hmm. and I was stuck on the couch in Santa Clara, you know, after a knee surgery. But I was just lighting his phone up. Just so you, I, mean, I was not going to take it easy on I him. Would, I would like to get that text thread. <laughs> yeah. I would like to read you through that. Give it a quick yeah. scroll, you know? No doubt. Well, Brock made a great point when he was in here earlier. We actually should have just had you guys on together so you guys yeah. could have talked. Cats against uh, Grizz gotta, and former 49ers. And all. Of course we have to this, do well, this is the, but I the safest way to do this is <laughs> not to have them at the table together, yeah, right? No, no doubt. But uh, Brock was saying, you know, because, especially because this decade, the back and forth in this game, I mean, the Cats have won five, the Grizz have won four. The Cats have won three in a row, but before that it was bam, bam. I mean, everybody was just winning on each yep. other's home fields, mm-hmm. partying on each other's home fields. Mm-hmm. Brock partied on his own in his own hometown on the opposing home yep. field in 2013 when he was a senior. Mm-hmm. But he said, yeah, at the end of the day, the one you're going to remember is when you're a senior. And I, you are a guy that has a fascinating arc of the Bobcat program because you played on very successful teams early, yep. had to kind of navigate the rebuild, but then went on on top with two straight wins, including in Missoula. So yep. what do you remember about that 2016 game? Well, there's this old saying they used to have at our high school that you're only as good as your last game. Right. And so that was like the peak of college playing I mean there is that is one of the best feelings I've ever had in my entire life was winning in that in that stadium in front of that fan base and I just remember Chad Newell and I had gone and gotten uh whiteboards and wrote state champs on them and walking around the stadium and like just getting middle fingers and mouthed some expletives and stuff like that (laughs) and it was uh it's a special it's a special game to be a part of and it, it really doesn't. So uh, you know, you say this decade going back and forth, right. how much different it is. You know, my girlfriend she explains when she's growing up that the cats were irrelevant. So you know, sixteen straight 16, losses. She's like, I didn't even think about the cats. Right. Didn't, especially in Missoula, growing up, she's like, it didn't matter. And I was like, since I've been a part of it, it's not the case. You know, and right. it is. It is actually you know quite the opposite. You know, I would say the cats have gotten you know, the best of the Grizz in this, since I, this is, like I said, my short tenure here is mm-hmm. as hey, part this of this is rivalry. Your you say you have to step <laughs> for any well, I mean, of that. Well, you say I mean, from yeah, 2012 until 2000, and here we are today. That's right. The, the Cats have, have won, what, five out of eight? Yeah. And so five it's, three just a, it's just a different, it's just a different mindset going into that game for me. And so I have this outlook on it of big brother outlook, you know, the exact opposite of most people in this mm-hmm. state, you know, and so it's a, uh, it's uh, Carol. We were. I went to that Weber State game with her last week, and she was like, "She's like, you know, what do you, you know, how is it being?" And I was like, "I have some great memories in this stadium. I like coming back." <laughs> <laughs> JP Flynn joining us. He's a former Montana State uh, Bobcat and also uh, San Francisco Forty Nine er, and uh, and back in the state of Montana for uh, Cacra's weekend at least. And some of the, I mean, honestly, 
probably the lowest moment of your career and the highest moment of your career came in the Kakaris game, right? They sure did. Because mm-hmm. he blew his knee yeah. right towards the end of the 2015 game. Yep. So how in much Bozeman. I mean, losing that game in Bozeman and then going through that injury, how much motivation was that for you coming into the next year? Uh, to be honest, I didn't even know what happened on that injury. I had just been told that someone fell into the back of my knee and someone so I thought it was a Grizz player just died because it was Chad Newell had broken a big run down the down their sideline and I was like and I was way behind the play and someone comes and hits the back of my knees and I was like I, I hadn't even watched it until oh probably probably two or three weeks after my senior year game and I noticed mm. that John Wyden and I were actually pushed him into the back of my knee mm. so that whole year I was fired up and I was pissed <laughs> off about it and I was like someone just dove in the back I'm like that's cheap Cheap stuff, and uh, and then I find out that it was just John making a play, just being a just being in a, a butthole in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to walk across the landmines on live radio. It is. It's it really a very, is. Nobody yeah. appreciates how good we do with this, Coulter. You know <laughs> no, what I mean? No doubt. I mean, I can't even control myself half the time. <laughs> it's too, you got the mute button. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. To yeah. tell Nuan is 1029 ESPN Radio across the state on SWX Montana Television. J.P. Flint sitting down with us uh, offering some fun and and not so fun, but some real memories of uh, the Cat-Grizz rivalry football game. I want to ask you about what you think of what the Cats are doing on offense right now. Because when you were playing a priority on the run game, and I think that there was a, a, Tim Cramsey's offense was honestly miscast a lot because these guys scored so many points, but yep. it, I mean, it was predicated on the option more than anything else, yeah. and then you're throwing deep balls out of that, and mm-hmm. I mean, Prukop is a touchdown in a bottle. I mean, he's just he can score at any time, any point, and you guys had so many guys like that, but then it's evolved, and you played on Jeff Choate's first team, ground and pound from yep. start to finish, and now here they are. It's not just ground and pound, but I mean, they can hit you with the reverse, the fly sweep, the wildcat, the zone yep. read. The inside zone, the power, the counter—they do literally everything. And if you, it, they basically just see what can you not defend, we're going to get you with it. What yeah. do you like about what they do on offense right now? Uh, what I personally love, I just actually these shirts. Uh, the union is I what the shirt these, says. Yeah, I bought these shirts for the old line. Nice. I was there, and on the back they say "Run the damn ball." <laughs> I and, love it. Uh, it's awesome to see because it's just a nasty, gritty form of football. Uh-huh. And you know, I've talked to a lot of people about it, and when you line up and you watch, and you are right, Travis Johnson in the background, he's going to run this power option, you know, where the, he reads the DN, and he's either going to take it up or hand the ball off to, you know, that sweep, that jet sweep action. Everyone in the stadium knows right. what's going on. Right. You know, it's not a secret. And right. so when you, get, when you get lined up and you're still gaining six yards of carry or four yards of carry, I'm like, that's a hats off to the old line. The guys up front that they do have, which from my perspective – it's fun to watch. No doubt. If you're a normal fan, you're probably pissed off. <laughs> you know, you're probably not that excited about well, I mean, it. I can't t- I've said this on this, sh- on this show for three months now, that I think that the non-traditional, unorthodox nature of it and the fact that they have a quarterback who mostly just throws safe throws and check down throws, and he's operating an offense that's churning out 440 yards per game. 
they don't need to throw the ball no. for any more than 165 yards per game. That does It's irrelevant for them to even try. But I think that that clouds because of the way most people watch football. That they think, oh, the Cats are kind of just mediocre on offense. It's like, no, this team is leading the Big Sky Conference by 500 yards in rushing. They have 500 more yards than Cal Poly on 100 less carries. I mean, yeah. they're, they're averaging six yards per carry as a team. Which is awesome. I mean, you got to give a hats off to Brian Armstrong, you know, the O-line coach. Hats yep. off to Matt Miller, what he's doing. And it's Coach Potter with the tight ends. You know, it takes a collective group to run the ball, especially when everybody in the stadium knows you're running the ball. And so that is a, as an offensive line, they always say you should be able to put your hand in the dirt, look at the guy across from you, and say, we're running the ball right here. Take your best shot. And that's exactly what they're doing. J.P. Flynn joining us uh, on uh, Two Tell and the J.P., you, you uh, grew up in Iowa and went to high school there and came uh, to, to Montana State. You came to both of them to play. If you are playing at Iowa or Iowa State, Big Ten, Big 12, whatever, you know that in any given college football game, there's going to be, on average, in a Power 5 game, X number of NFL t- type of players. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. um, but when you go to the FCS, I think a lot of people go, well, you know, zero or one or yep. whatever. But the Cat Grizz game has, I mean, we in this show, in 90 minutes now, we're three for three of guys who have gone on to be NFL players and, yep. and have NFL careers. When you talk about the level of talent that comes into this, to this rivalry between these two schools, did that was that something you were prepared for or expected when you were coming from Iowa into into the state of Montana to, to play FCS ball? No, absolutely not. I came to Montana State based on the engineering curriculum that they had. Uh, my dad was an engineer. I wanted to be an engineer. I knew that all my buddies were being engineers in high school. I had no intentions until uh, Alex Wilcox, the uh, strength coach at MSU, <laughs> one time my sophomore year looked at me he's like, what have you been eating? I'm like, I don't know. Pizza on Friday nights from Donald's. <laughs> he's like, you look huge. He's like, and then working with him and the, the strength staff that we had just kind of worked off the God-given abilities and yeah. went from there and it, that was no, that was never a thought in my mind. Because in high school, to be honest, I kind of, I'll call myself a late, late bloomer. Mm. I kind of sucked in high school. <laughs> I really I wasn't even like. <laughs> you can even, whisper it, but yeah. it's going to the state. Yeah, this is all the even, way for everyone. I, I wasn't even a first team All State <laughs> player in Iowa. I didn't go to play in my Shrine game. I didn't, you know. And people, I tell people that, and they're kind of like, especially people from like everyone. If you have any sort of talent, you play in the Shrine game in Montana, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't play in mine. Everyone's like. You know, I kind of get a cross-eyed look, like, are you serious? And I'm like, no, I was probably like fifth or sixth on the list when it came to the Shrine game, you know? Like, yeah. And so it was a different, you know, and I think Mac, Coach Mack uh, at the time was recruiting me. And yep, Jason McIndoo. Yeah, and he uh, he saw some potential there, some, you know, raw ability. And then, like I said, Alex Wilcox, I, I give every last bit of credit to him because without him, I without a doubt would not be where I got. It, that's one of my favorite parts about covering this level of football. If every guy that was a five-star recruit when they were 18 was then going to go be a first-round draft pick when they were 22, the developmental no, element yeah. of the game would not exist. No. But that's what's so great is what you are when you're 18 and what you are when you're 22 or 23. I mean, Mark Mariani, for example, when he came and walked out at Montana, we were laughing. We're like, this kid's going to die. He yeah. weighs 150 pounds. It turns out he's also the fastest guy on the planet. And, yeah. and he, when he got by the time he gets up to 190 pounds... And Look he's still out. just as fast. Yeah. Okay. And and also I think that at this level, and you could probably speak to this a little bit, the fact that you got to play early. I mean, you got to play so much football. So, yeah. I mean, your development is accelerated because, I mean, you're on starts number 35 through 45 by the yeah. time you're a senior. Absolutely. I mean, that, I mean, I can attest to that from looking at kids. I mean, I had, remember my brother was a GA here when I first got mm-hmm. here. And he looked and he's like, Chad Newell, he's going to be a tight end by the time he's done. And I remember talking with Chad about the Chad's like, I'll quit. I'm not playing tight end. <laughs> and I mean, look at the successful heat. And then he goes right, out and rushes right. for 2,500 yards. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, the guy's a stud. One of the best ever to do it for Montana State. Cody Kirk. I'm sure if people looked at Cody Kirk when he showed up on Montana State's campus, they were probably like, yeah, that kid's going to ride the pine for... I, I think... You know, I, I think maybe Cody, if he gets a med red, he'll, get, he'll ride the pine for six years. Uh, you know? <laughs> like, and he, it's not how it was. I, I think Cody Kirk got $11 to come play here because his, his uncle had played at Montana yeah. State. Nobody was out recruiting him anything. And then no. by the time he's a sophomore... He's, he scores 16 touchdowns. Yeah. He's first team all big scout. Well, and you can sit here and look at you can say that for a, a number of kids. 
you know, and, and you know, yeah, I could go and look at both teams right now. Yep. I, I look at a kid like uh, Gabe Solser for the Grizz. That kid, you know, he's a full, he's a recruited kid. Yeah. But he, you look at him, he's not like, not like I'm going to look at him and walking around Universal and being like, oh, that kid's a college athlete right, right there. Right. But God, you watch watch him run, you're like, geez, that kid can, you know, he's the, he can the fastest kids on the planet. Yeah, 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 you know? And it's just, I mean, you look at Brock Hoyle, and, um, you know, a kid from Bozeman High who probably was under-recruited. As, no doubt. You know, and he turned out what he turned out to be. Colt Anderson, Mark Mariani, the yep. list goes on, yep. you know, with guys who have just developed into something special um, throughout this rivalry. You mentioned the offensive line and how you're kind of still close to the program and and that you have some connections there. I mean, Mitch Brott's a guy you played with, oh, right? Yeah. First oh, of yeah. all, start though, what's your overall take on this offensive line? Because it's interesting. This group reminds me of the group that you sort of broke in with in the fact that they all kind of got thrown in there early. Yep. I mean, John Widenauer and Alex Ekoff and Kyle Gadecki and that whole group of guys, they all got thrown in there early, and then by the time they're seniors, they're like this unit, and you were kind of the fifth guy with those yep. guys. But th- this unit's the same thing. I mean, Lewis Kidd, Taylor Tuias, Sopo, Connor Wood, Zach Red, they all got thrown in there early. Mitch Brock got thrown in when he was a freshman, you were yep. a senior. What, what's your overall evaluation of this group? You know, I think they just play nasty, and that's that's kind of a – a lost art in, in college football it nowadays is. because college football is how wide can we spread them out? How far can we throw the ball? Can we throw the ball 50 times a game? We need to have 100 yards or 100 plays on offense to control the clock. Uh, and it's, it's not what you see in this group. This group is a is a nasty group that puts their hand in the dirt and flies off the ball, and they're fun to watch as an offensive lineman. Like I said, if you're not an offensive lineman, you probably aren't super jacked on the way that they're playing. But... Uh, it's for me. It's it's a fun group to watch with a uh, with a, just a mean demeanor, you know. And so you can tell that they got their weight on their hand. Like uh, what's the old cheesy Mark Wahlberg, Invincible, when he plays for the Eagles and he calls a fake punt out because of the or whatever he called the the way that they had their their, their hand in the set. dirt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no question about how much weight they got on their hand <laughs> because they're coming off the ball. It's it's good to watch, and I'm I'm excited for him. What have you thought of the way Brat's developed? Brat has developed into once again a mean, mean, awesome, awesome football player. You know, they had that. I think you wrote the article on him, or was it the Gazette? I think the Gazette because we got ours coming out next week. Yeah, the Gazette wrote the article. That's on That's why him. I'm asking you about yeah, it. I'm about, poaching you. There right you go. Now. There you yeah, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I described <laughs> his demeanor off the field as Eeyore. You know, walks kind of goofy, big. You know, then you get him on the football field and. He's just got, I mean, it's like he's got a fire in his eye. And you're like, you know, I almost want to, like, you know, I've been on the sideline or watching him. I want to, like, go down there and, like, pat him on the back and be like, yo, calm down. You know, relax. But that's not how he is. That's yeah. Guys play that way, and guys need to play that way, and that's how he plays. And you don't want to cross him. No. I promise you, in the line of fire, you do not want to cross. They call him Angry Mitch for a reason. Yeah, Angry Mitch is his alter ego. That's for sure. <laughs> Two Tell Nuwana is 102.9 ESPN Radio. We are in Bozeman on a Friday show getting ready for Cat Grizz, number 119 tomorrow. J.P. Flynn, good enough to come down and sit with us, uh, former offensive lineman from Montana State and uh, San Francisco 49ers as well. And J.P., I've looked at this team and what they have done, we talked about the running game, and we bit, we didn't even hardly touch on the fact that basically Isaiah Fonse has not even been available. Mm-hmm. Troy Anderson has been injured since 2017 yeah. uh, and still shows up and goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what this team, and again, a testament to the offensive line, they also, though... They have just been committed to throwing the ball. Like to, they, they're over 26 attempts a game, yep. and you certainly have to. It seems like, you know, regardless of how good your offensive line is, you got to you got to mix it up some. You can't yep. be exclusively one dimensional. Don't tell Montana because yeah. what two completed passes I think in the in the 2016 victory. <laughs> so it is possible. There is precedent there. Yeah, but. Uh, have you been surprised at how much they've thrown the football, given how great they have been on the ground and how, how diverse they are on the ground? You know, they have playmakers. They have depth playmakers are running back. Logan Jones, I mean, hats off to the kid. Shane Perry, Lane Sumner, those guys are good. You know, yeah. they, they run hard, they run low, they do exactly what they're supposed to do. But they have playmakers on the edge in Travis Johnson, Kevin Cassis, Lance McCutcheon, guys who are big targets and who are willing to go up and get a ball you know i mean it's like there's not a ton of people who are willing who can go up and have the body control like kevin cassis does for sure there's not guys who can run like travis johnson in this league and so you got you got to get them their targets you can't have a guy like kevin cassis and have him touch the ball once a half you can't can't, happen you can't right yeah i mean and target him once a half i mean at the very least you got to target him 
12 times a game, you know, yeah. just because of who he is. He, maybe he only catches three of those passes, but they're probably going to be for those explosive plays, those 20-plus uh-huh. yard catches down the sideline, you know, or even if he's across the middle. He's going to make something happen when you put the ball in his hand, and so that's why he's so impressive. Um and he's not a huge guy, you know. No, like, no, right. You know, he's he's maybe the you know the six footer, the guy who, you know, goes. But he can go up and get a ball with the best of them, you know. And I, I, you know, I'd like to see him targeted more personally. We were playing. Well, one of the only knocks on Rob Ash was not being able to win this game. And then since Jeff Choke came in, three in a row, and I yeah. think that the, the Bobcat fan base has been extra galvanized because of the way Choke handles his business, the way he talks, yep. how serious he takes this rivalry. Yeah. You told a great story. You can go check out our ESPN roundtable that we did with JP a couple months ago. And we, we talked just kind of about the arc of the program, but in this game, what, why is Jeff Choate such a, a great figurehead for Montana State? I would say it's because Choate finds the mindset that the players have. Yes. And that... He, he, it takes a special coach to be able to do that because coaching is a very high but you have to keep your composure as a coach you know you're the leader of a group of 105 very very immature college athletes <laughs> um, and so, you, and so when they get into a game like this there's testosterone flying there's a lot of things going on in this game that it makes college athletes go crazy, you know, and it's, I mean, I remember taking like six scoops of pre-workout before this game because you're just ready to bang your head through a wall, you know, and it's just... Seems safe. And so Ch- Choate has that same mindset, but he has the poise and control to lead a team in this game, and that's why I feel like he has the success that he does in this game is because he has the same mindset that the players do, but he has that leadership aspect of him that is projected to all of his players. What do you think of him? What do you think of the job he's doing right now? I love Joe. Oh yeah, yeah I'm a, I'm I mean, a there's, 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 he could be three and fifty-five, yeah, and it'd be three and zero oh against Montana. And you ask him anybody in, in, in Montana State, you say, oh, "This is the greatest thing." And he's obviously not because it's the number eight team in the nation for crying out loud. Well, yeah. I, I think it's interesting though because we talked with Brock Coyle about coaching changes and the way it impacts a program. And I know your brother played for Coach Ash at Drake, and I know that mm-hmm. you know the main draws here, like you said, were engineering and Jason McIndoo. But it just seems sometimes coaching changes, they click. It, sometimes they ostracize guys. They cause attrition. And a lot of times it's, it has for no other reason than just being completely different. But your guys' as a group of guys, there was a, just a handful of you guys that were choke guys way more than you were anything else. Yeah. And, 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 and like, I mean, you and Chad and Gunner, like those guys, Chad Newell, Gunner, Brecky, those you guys got to kind of go out on a high note even though it was a down season yeah. because you got to play for a guy – that suits your guys' personalities a lot Absolutely. more. Absolutely. Well, I'd, I'd say Choate and Mac were very similar. Right, totally. They're very similar. And, you know, I was a Mac guy, without a doubt. And uh, Mac was a guy who got the best out of his athletes. It didn't matter for Mac if you were five foot nine from Troy, Montana, and you weighed 195 pounds and you stepped on campus and you were asked to play center. He's going to figure out a way to make you the best damn center that he possibly could. <laughs> I mean, Charles Hampson's not even as big as I am. He's first yeah. team all league. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the guy is just, he knows how to draw the best of you. And I think that's what Choate is very good at with his players is no matter what, he knows how to make or make the best version of whoever he, you know, whoever he's pointing his finger at that day. How do I get the best out of Mitch Broad? How do I get the best out of Logan Jones? How do I get the best out of Tyrell Thomas, Troy Anderson, whoever it is? That's what he excels at. J.P. Flynn joining us. J.P., we appreciate you being here. Uh, obviously, we got to ask you, not who's winning. We know what your answer is. What's the Cats score? Million. To, the million. Cats by one, one million. million. That's a lot of score. That would be now, some that's sort a big of running day. Yeah. That's a big running day. No, I think the Cats get them by four. Okay. Ooh, yeah. good game. Yeah. This is... I. It they there there has they, there has not been a lot of close games for either of these teams this year. Montana State's been in a couple. Montana hasn't been in a single one. I would love to see a close game tomorrow. That would suit me to a T. But anyway, we'll see. I hope you're right about this. Yeah. Four points. I'm into that. Yeah. JP, thanks so much for being here, man. We really appreciate it. It's fun to talk with you and and, uh, and get your perspective on all Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. JP Flynn, former Montana State offensive lineman, former San Francisco 49er. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll continue our conversation. Who is more impacted going forward by this game, Montana or Montana State? We'll answer that. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just debate it. Next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. 
That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon. Now evening. Prior to Cat Grizz, Tutel Nuanas, here's some sports news for you. The rivalry tomorrow, number 119, is just a day away. Starts at noon tomorrow. And also a bunch of state championships across the state starting tonight at the high school level. But Coulter is not just football this weekend. Cross-country star making a national uh, impact this weekend as well. No doubt. Montana State star runner Camilla Noe will compete on the national stage. The freshman and Bozeman High product will compete in the NCAA Cross Country Championships on Saturday. The Women's 6K Championship race begins at 10.15, 9.15 a.m., excuse me, in Terre Haute, Indiana. Noe will be the seventh Montana State women's runner ever to participate in the NCAA Cross Country Championships and the first since Darby native Heather Demarest placed 58 at the 2013 National Meet. That race will be the precursor to the showdown of the Treasure State is collectively anticipating the number three Montana Grizzlies at the number eight Montana State Bobcats. Kickoff scheduled for high noon at Bobcat Stadium tomorrow. The matchup pits the Big Sky Conference top running offense, the Bobcats against the league's most stout rushing defense, the Grizzlies. Montana State's looking for its fourth straight victory over the rival Grizz. MSU has not won four straight since the last four years of legendary head coach Sonny Holland's tenure, which ended in 1977. The winner will get a top eight seed and a playoff bye. Noon tomorrow, Root Sports TV. There's a place off Ocean Avenue where I used to sit and talk with you. We were both 16 and it felt so right. Sleeping all day, staying up all Boys and girls, it's Two-Tone Nuwana's. 1029 ESPN Radio. We got 30 minutes left. Let's make the most of it. We are happy to be with you. We are live in Bozeman, Montana. Site of Cat Grizz 119, ground zero. Very happy to be here at the Universal Athletic in Bozeman. Come on by. Check it out. Get some gear for tomorrow from up top. Also, you can get yourself... Uh, acquainted with the history of football in the state with the Montana Football Hall of Fame, which is housed here in the Bozeman Universal Athletic. Very, very cool. We appreciate uh, all of those folks for helping us out and getting this show on here today uh, from Bozeman. We are broadcasting live still through the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris is uh, at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, and they will have their 7th annual snow day on December 7th. It's a Saturday coming up in just a couple of weeks. You go in there one day only. 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., the biggest sale of the entire year. You're going to save a ton of money, get everybody taken off your Christmas list, or checked off your Christmas list, I should say, not taken off it, and uh, and uh, have a great time, free lunch over there as well at uh, Kurtz Polaris. If you want to call 329-1899, all guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. And if you'd like to listen live, you can do it on the website, 1029ESPN.com. There uh, you listen live to the stream. Thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Coming up here in about 10 minutes from now, Sam. Herter, a buddy from Hero Sports, going to join us. He's making his pilgrimage, first pilgrimage to the Cat Grizz football game. Uh, covers the FCS nationally for Hero Sports. Does a great job. And uh, we will talk to him about the, the ramifications of this game in his mind from a national standpoint uh, as well. But Coulter, we wanted to just take a quick moment and, you know, ask ourselves a question. You know, take a look at this game and what, what it means and the impact that it's going to have going forward. Because as we know, all these games are huge games within the season, but they also can set the tone for the years that follow. And the question very simply is this. Who is this game bigger for, Montana or Montana State? I've been really thinking about this dynamic of this game. I think that in the arc of sports, especially college sports, because it's such a finite amount of time, it's a four- or five-year career, Right. what you do later on in your career, especially in football with a specific group of guys, like we just heard from Brock Coyle, Cole Anderson, and J.P. Flynn, what they all say? 
we remember all the Cat Grizz games we played in, but the one we remember the most is our senior year. Mm. I mean, that Bobcat team that J.P. Flynn played on, they beat Western Oregon and Bryant and UC Davis when UC Davis was real bad, and that was it. But they beat Montana in Missoula That's right. right off into the sunset. Yep. Nobody cares that they were 4-7. and seven. They won the one that mattered, and it was one of the most shocking upsets in the history of the rivalry. Absolutely. So it sets the tone. But I also think that sometimes if you achieve – like that was a barometer. That was a stepping stone for Montana State, and they've incrementally gotten better since then. I think sometimes if you arrive too early, it can impede your progress as a whole group. But you never want to not arrive too early. For the guys that it's their last go-round, like Dalton Sneed and, and Dante Olson and Josh Sandry and Jesse Sims. Those guys want to ride out, go out on a high note. But I just wonder, in the arc of the rivalry, I think if Montana State wins the game tomorrow, they can hold off Montana for another year. Because you know Montana's coming. They're already here. They're 9-2. and two. They're number 3 in the country. They've been destroying people. They look like a team that could truly make a playoff run. This Bobcat squad has not made a run. They made the playoffs. They haven't made a run. So winning this game could vault your momentum into the playoffs, give you a chance to make a run in a year you're actually supposed to. And on the other hand, it denies the Grizz that one last boost because you know they're they're trying to grab it. They're getting close to grabbing it. They could grab it tomorrow. This could be the first 10-win team at Montana since Brock Hoyle was a senior in 2013. So, you know, I don't want to hear sit here and debate as Montana arrived too early, that's here nor there. I just think this is a more impactful game for Montana State because this is the year that Montana State was supposed to be in this position. Montana's here a little bit early. So can they beat a number 3-ranked Grizzly team and surge into the playoffs? And if they don't, also, how they recollect their collective mentality. I just think it's a, it's a for the arc of the program, because this is year 4 under Jeff Choate and only year 2 under Bobby Houck, it's more important for the Cats tomorrow. It feels to me like this game is very even within the context of this season and what we have, what we're looking at tomorrow. But it also feels to me like if you take the trajectory of these two teams, it's it 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 quote unquote took uh, uh, Jeff Choate four years to get to this point, and Bobby Houck is doing it now in his second year. So the pro- the progress has been much faster for Bobby Houck and the Montana Grizzlies. That said, I think that Bobby Houck was shocked that they lost the football game right down to the very last second of that game. I think Bobby Houck was shocked that they lost all the football games that they lost well, last year. Well, maybe so. Maybe so. But here's what I think. I, th- I truly think that Coach Houck thought he was going to come in and straight return to the playoffs make a run the playoffs year one. Period. I, I, I agree with you. They didn't do it. But now they're 9-2, and two, as you said. They're number three in the nation. They have been rolling. And they go against this Montana State team. And I think if Montana State gets them again, I don't know how much the idea of something like doubt ever enters Bobby Houck's mind, but it, if, if it ever was going to, that would be the circumstance when it would happen. It is ev- the whole vision of what this was going to be alters hugely for Montana if they don't win this game tomorrow. It's just a fact. And I think that that is, look, Montana feels like they are coming on and that the return of Bobby Houck is a lot of what people hoped it would be in, in, that are Grizz fans out there. This game tomorrow stamps all of that. A loss tomorrow calls it all into question, all of it. Because even though as as good as you are and going to the playoffs for sure and all that stuff, you are not as good as Montana State. And that was never, ever, ever the case, not even a thought for Bobby Houck the first time around. And now it has to be. To his first three matches. Sure, at the beginning. But again, he's a first-time head coach and the whole thing. This is a whole different deal. So that's the thing that I'm interested in and I'm, I'm going to be... We will talk certainly more about all of that after the game tomorrow and uh, on the show on Monday. It's ESPN Radio, Tutel and Nuanas. Sam Herter from Hero Sports joining us right after this. He's going to contextualize this game for us at a national level for the uh, FCS, covers uh, the FCS, well, for, for, for the whole country. So we'll have him in here just a moment. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. 
So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Happy now to welcome in our buddy Sam Herter from Hero Sports. And Sam uh, does a great job covering the FCS at a national level uh, for uh, Hero Sports. And Sam, your uh, maiden voyage here, not into the, you've been to the state of Montana before, but to a Cat Grizz football game and actually covering it uh, firsthand in person. How are we doing so far? You liking your time in the state of Montana? Yeah, it's it's been great. I've been doing a lot of touristy stuff, you know, yeah. eating at all the places, seeing all the all the, all the the sites and all that. Uh, Colton Poole, my buddy, has brought me out you know up into the mountains and and you know seeing all that uh it is nice to see some some uh some landscape outside of flatland <laughs> i live in minnesota so there's there's not a whole lot to see besides some flatland uh and lakes but no it, it's been great uh you know covering the fcs nationally obviously brawl the wild um has been on my bucket list for for quite some time so be able to get out here see the game in person kind of talk to some people um it's been great it's well been really great. and and it turns out too it's probably the game of the week in the nation uh when you talk about yeah. number three versus number eight and i know that you have your kind of power rankings as well mm-hmm. uh at different places but both these teams for sure in the top 10 no matter kind of how you slice it what do you think of this matchup right now as you've kind of covered this whole thing on a on a broad scale yeah it's so many i mean there are so many eyes on this game nationally anyways i mean just because everyone knows about the rivalry you know these are two blue blood programs in the fcs but when it's it's three versus eight when there's seeds on the line there's gonna be there's gonna be fans in fargo and james and you know harrisonburg uh virginia where james madison plays and down in texas like everyone's gonna be watching this game you know because it's gonna impact the playoff seeds uh so much and i think that's what's so great about this game this weekend is there's gonna be so many eyes on it and yeah i mean both teams are they're playoff locks, right? I mean, eight wins out of the Big Sky, they're playoff locks. Uh, so now it's a matter of, I mean, if Montana wins, Montana State is most likely dropped to the first round. But if Montana State wins, boy, then we get in the discussion of... Could it play- be 6-8, 7-8? Yeah, yeah. but then you get into the discussion of, is the playoff committee going to seed for Big Sky teams? Right. Because who are, I mean, assuming... I mean, Sacramento State is not a given uh, to, to beat UC Davis, um, but if they do, Montana State wins. I mean, who do you bump from the seeds between Montana, Montana State, Weber State, Sacramento State? They all have great arguments to be seeds. Right. So if, 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 if the Bobcats get a win, I mean, right after the game, once all the games are done tomorrow, I'm doing my playoff projections, and if Montana State wins, I'm going to have no idea how to seed <laughs> this field. I, I'm going to have no idea. It's going to be wild. Well, that's one thing that we kind of didn't get to is we were, we've been talking about the potential seating in the FCS playoffs. We had the chairman of the FCS playoff committee on the show. Sam has been kind enough to come on with us each and every week on FCS Speculators as well as on Tutel and Nuanas. So we've got a pretty good gauge of what's going on around the country. When you look at the top 12 this week, North Dakota State plays Southern Illinois. That's almost certainly going to be a win. James Madison plays Rhode Island. Almost certainly a win. Sac State, UC Davis, I agree with you. Probably a coin flip. I mean, South Dakota State's been rolling save the fact that they did uh, lose a couple weeks back, but they, they got back in a, a real big way against Northern Iowa last week. They got South Dakota State, who's been struggling all year. That's probably a win, too. I mean, Weber, Weber State's a 21-point favorite over Idaho State. They're not probably going to lose that game. I don't think Youngstown State's going to be able to hang with Illinois State. This is the one game where Northern either Iowa, team West, could win it. I mean, Northern right? Iowa, Western Illinois, and Western Illinois ha- is, 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 is has been really bad this year. <laughs> Villanova, <laughs> Delaware. Delaware has been very disappointing. Central Arkansas, Incarnate Word. Incarnate Word has been very disappointing. Southeast Missouri State, Murray State. So you have all these games where literally we can almost determine for sure who is going to win, except for the Causeway Classic and Cacarez Rivalry, which actually happens to be, even though it hasn't happened in the scope of the rivalry, I mean, the, the longest rivalries in terms of actually acknowledged, established rivalries with names and trophies and all that, it's number one. Montana, Montana State, number two. Montana, Idaho, but number three, the Causeway Classic. I mean, it's yeah. been going on since 1954. Who knows what's going to happen between UC Davis and That's Sac State, UC Davis, people, if you're wondering at home what Causeway Classic is referring to. That's the game. But, but Sam, that, that just adds to the national ramifications of what we're going to see in the Big Sky because, honestly, likely it's going to be chalk except for the two Big Sky games. Exactly, yeah. And you ran down, ran down you know, all the games. I, I do. Youngstown State, Illinois State will be interesting. Uh, Illinois State, 
their offense has already been struggling in their their starting quarterback, quarterback right. is out. So, but Youngstown has looked so disinterested these last few weeks. They've kind of I don't want to say they quit, but I mean they've kind of this doesn't look you know very interested. But yeah, so it seems like all the games you know in the in the top twelve to top fifteen, you know they're they're going to win. But it is going to come down to this game, and you know life would probably be easier for us playoff projection guys, you know, if Montana does win because everything just kind of falls into place. You know, Montana State still might have a, a an argument for a seed, maybe. Uh, not, I don't know if it's a strong argument, uh, but most likely, like I said, they would be bumped to the first round. Montana, you know, then it's where does Montana go? You know, three seed, four seed. You know, but everything else kind of falls into place. But once Montana, if Montana State wins, then things are going to be shuffling all over the place. So I, I want to make your head hurt real quick. Okay. If Sac State loses tomorrow, that probably costs them a seed, right? I think so. Okay, so if Sac State loses, then give us the scenarios of the Kekers game. If, if, the, if Sac State loses and Montana State wins, what? And if Sac State loses and Montana wins, what? So I think if Sac State does lose, they probably are out uh, of the seeds. Because Sacramento State, the thing is they only have – Seven Division One wins right now right. because they two, FBS. two FBS and one non-counter. So while they have the head-to-head against Montana, Montana's nine and one against the FCS. Sacramento State is seven and one. How do you weigh overall resumes? Or even how do though you weigh that one head, loss right, was to right. Sacramento State, that, that, that's why I'm asking yeah, yeah, yeah. this because they beat Sac State, beat both Montana and yeah, Montana State. There's a chance that if they lost, the Cats or the Grizz, the winner would get at the seed, and Sac State wouldn't. Yeah, I do. I, I I do feel like Sac State would get bounced from the seeds if they lose it because it's not. I mean, head to heads are a big deal, but at the same time, you have to look at, you know, overall resumes and a seven and two record against the FCS. I don't know if that'll get you a seed when there's you know nine and one or, or eight and two records against the FCS. So yeah, that Sacramento State game, UC Davis game, I think is is going to be big. Is is also also you know to shake things up a little bit maybe. Sam Herder joining us. He covers the FCS for Hero Sports. And Sam, I know that you've been very close to and covered uh, the North Dakota State program uh, for a long time. And they're now in the in the second coaching change during the run. And uh doesn't seem it seems like business as usual there in Fargo. Uh Colter, who are we talking to? What Coach said this is the best NDSU team. What, was it? Uh, I mean, both, was it Dan Hawkins, Tim, Tim Walsh, and Dan Hawkins okay. both said that. But in any case, um, I, they you know coaches they both say said what that after they lost to NDSU. Co- coaches so. say what they say. My question to you is: Does NDSU look like they are as far in front of the field as they've ever been, or does it feel like there are teams that are maybe closing the gap a little bit? And does NDSU? even acknowledge that stuff do they see oh there's some surging programs and we got to keep our foot on the gas or whatever it seems like often they're just like hey we do what we do and we we don't worry about the rest of it which is probably the case but what do you see yeah i mean i i think they i mean for the most part that they're they're kind of you know within themselves but I, they do recognize i mean the fact that all right south dakota state has some big time facilities going up i mean we need to up our game i mean south dakota state has built a new uh, indoor practice facility. UND has built a new practice indoor facility. Guess what NDSU is doing? They're trying to raise money to build mm. their own uh, practice facility. But so I do think they're kind of paying attention to what you know is going around uh, the country. I, I don't think the gap between NDSU and everyone else is as big as last year. I do think a team like James Madison is is probably a little closer to J- to NDSU than some people think. But after that, you know, I don't know if Montana's there quite yet. South Dakota State is kind of limping along. Um, but, I mean, this team just keeps on rolling. And, and what's so ridiculous is if NDSU wins tomorrow, they're going to tie their own record for the longest winning streak in FCS history, 33 straight games, and no one's really talking about it. Mm. It's just like they've it's, already done it's, it. been, it's been so casual. And you know, when they when they when they were on their streak from 2012 to 2014, that's what everyone was talking about: the streak, the streak, 28 straight, 29 straight. And when they lost, it was a huge deal. And now it's just been all right: 30 straight, 31 straight games, 32 straight games. Now it's just been like, all right. I mean, that that's just what they're doing. They're winning. And it's such an amazing streak, but it's kind of just like. Yeah, that they're doing what they're doing. I, mean, I don't even. I don't know if it's going to be this week, next week, or the week after. But we're getting close to. They will if they do not lose. I think it's either next week or the week after. If they win their next three straight, they will have won 142 out of their last 150 games. <laughs> Consider that. Man, it sounds like me. You know, that's that's that's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's the type of numbers I'm putting up. Hey, it's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Sam Herter finishing out the week with us from Hero Sports, talking about the game. Sam, when you take a look at these two teams, though, you, you know you talked about North Dakota State and I, but 
where we all understand that North Dakota State is in a tier by themselves, and then probably James Madison is in the next tier by themselves. Where's Montana and Montana State to you on it from a national landscapes? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think they're as far off. I mean, they're, they're, they still have a quite a bit of gap to close, you know, to, to hit NDSU's level. I think Montana, certainly with the way they beat Weber State, certainly showed that they've taken a bigger step this season than maybe we expected. I think Montana State is a, is a you know a couple things you know away from from getting to being you know nationally I don't want to say relevant but you know nationally at toward the top nationally year, elite yeah, yeah. Uh, year after year and I asked Coach Choate about this I asked Leon Costello about this about like what do you need like. What what's gonna, what's it going to take you know to get to that next level? And they saw firsthand last year in the second round against North Dakota State. You know just what kind of you know athletes you you need to recruit and you know how how much depth you need to build on the offensive and defensive lines and, and also facilities wise. You know they talked to me quite a bit about the new uh, stadium renovations they're doing and you know how much that is is going to help because um, you ha- you you have to invest in your program. I mean, yeah. NDSU, it's not like they're loaded by any means. I mean, James Madison has a, has a big-time budget, but you need to be able to invest in your program, um, and, and once you do that, you start putting up nice facilities, you start getting things like, like a nutritionist, you know, and just kind of small stuff like that, you know, possibly cost of attendance. Uh, I know, I know, you know, it's something they obviously want to do here in the for both Montana schools. Once you start getting that, then you start getting those next-level recruits, you know, already better recruits than they're what they're getting now, and they already are getting pretty good recruits now, so it just—it's all those small things that that kind of build up to keep on, you know, closing the gap on NDSU. Sam, we uh, appreciate you being here. We're wrapping things up. What's going to happen in Bobcat Stadium tomorrow? Yeah, so my my prediction is out. Uh, we we released them yesterday. I do have Montana State winning this game. Okay. Um, don't feel. I mean, so, I mean, the easy answer is a 50-50 game, and I do think it is a coin flip game. And, you know, it's not even the home field advantage thing because I feel like there's been, like, what, seven road wins? Yeah, it's eight, eight of the last ten. Only, only, yeah, only two home victories this decade. Yeah, so, I mean, road, I mean, obviously being home helps, but it's not the deciding factor. You know, I, I just feel like, I feel like Montana State has so many different ways to run the ball, so many different players to run the ball that they're going to be able to you know, find enough ways to score points somewhere in the 20s and then their defense obviously is going to have to you know play one of their better games to to you know to slow down one of the better offenses in the FCS but I do think I mean Montana's offense does get the ball out of Snee's hands quick a, a little bit here or there they do take their shots but I do think I do like Montana State's defensive line matchup against Montana's offense line to to I don't think you're going to rattle Snee but I think you can maybe knock him off his game a little bit and it'll be interesting how how mobile he is as well if they do get pressure on him All right, Sam, appreciate you being here. Thanks for that. Thanks for the look at it nationally as well. Boys and girls, tomorrow morning, 7 till 10 a.m., we have some special programming for you on ESPN Radio. It'll be uh, a Cat Grizz Saturday morning tomorrow. We'll hear from Colt Anderson, from uh, Chase Reynolds, and uh, from Coulter and myself about the game. Until then, and noon tomorrow, thanks for being with us. Thanks to uh, Universal Athletic up top clothing and the montana football hall of fame for getting this on uh the air today and our thanks to uh, david back in the studio for making it happen as well cat grizz 119 tomorrow state championship tonight best weekend of the year ha- enjoy it stay safe good night everybody whether you're traveling to missoula for business a family visit or to watch the grizz game the wingate wants to be your home away from home Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes. And they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org. Or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold. Or visit online anytime, anywhere, MSU Bookstore. .org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.